0: BetMGM MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: This is a, this is a cookie cutter straight out of a book. And they go, what? And I say, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know you. Anybody that tells you here's your custom plan day one is the most full of shit human being on um, ever.
2: Mm-hmm. So here's
1: the here's this cookie cutter. And here's what I'm going to learn from this. And it's going to take me about a month. What works, what doesn't, what you need based on what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. What needs to go up, what needs to go down. And then once I figure out the little tweaks and things, then we can start to more tweaks and things within your realm within your like ratio Mm -hmm. how you work
3: what is up everybody my name is kyle Matovic. i am the host of the in liberty and health podcast where we talk all things liberty health and wellness and beyond my hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being i hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests we're on all major streaming platforms so please sit back relax and enjoy
1: man i'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13 year old son on leg day (laughs) i'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because i got to go see Metallica. so if that's a problem kiss my ass i am all right All right,
3: everybody, this is In Liberty and Health, episode number 214, and today I'm, I have Mr. Uh, Jake Howard with me, and I just want to read one of the messages that he sent to me. And, and <laughs> I've been a trainer and coach since 2015, when through the um, very first FitOps class, which is now the University of Health and Performance, and am a certified vertical diet nutrition coach, and I hate the government, so uh, <laughs> you can already tell uh, my friend here, Clearly checks all the boxes for this podcast, and he belongs here. So uh, I know that's a little bit of a long introduction. How you do, dude?
1: I'm good. It's, it's real funny because uh, I'll, I'll get into something about that, and I hate the government. And I sit with my my big Marine Corps flag behind me, and everything I do, <laughs> and uh, and uh, well, I, I, how I explain that is, like I'm very proud of my of being a United States Marine and my service. Mm-hmm. Just not what we were duped into believing that got us there right
3: yeah so you know what um and this gets to an interesting conversation really um when i hear people say like the a cab stuff or you know all vets are bad people or just like when people blanketly label government workers as bad people i get it i know everyone's gonna jump my shit about this because they always do whenever i do this but like think about this from their perspective because everybody wants to apply libertarian logic to people that aren't libertarians and that's of stupid mm-hmm. because these people don't share those values. Um the idea of like serving your country and being loyal to something bigger than yourself and really believing that you're protecting and serving people that's huge. And I mean, that is like duty, right? It, which mm. I think is very, very important because once again, you're serving something that isn't just your desires, your wants, your needs. You truly believe that you're helping people. And when I see people just dunking on people for that, I, I think that's shitty because it's like oh, they, they, they're they under the impression that they're helping people. Mm. And that's a very, very noble thing. We should encourage that attitude, but we can criticize the cause of which they're serving,
1: but not the people themselves. No, I completely agree. Like I'm, I'm at the point now with, I know people that are um, state troopers where they're from or sheriff's deputies. Um, my buddy's an ICE agent mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I bust his balls on a regular basis and he just goes, <laughs> but you know, he's, you know, he's married. He's got kids and, he, and he's, he still believes that like, they all believe that they're working to better their communities in the best way that they can. And it's not like they're, you know, pulling people out of cars and beating them for no reason. So I mean, shout out to my guys not doing that on the news. Appreciate that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. It's people like will draw the line straight to like Nazi comparisons and say like, oh, well, the the Nazis in, you know, the 1940s believed they were doing the right thing too. It's like, can you not see the difference here? I mean, clearly a cop, that's doing a drug bust or you know pulling someone over for speeding ticket is it li- in the libertarian sense wrong yes but like they're not taking people into fields and shooting them in the back of the head. it's like we can have a little bit of nuance there's, there's, here like come there's, there's on a,
1: there's, there's, a, there's a little wiggle room between that just a, a tad <laughs> it's not is the it? uh I, iranian morality police it's it's gonna be there's a little groove
3: yeah um so i, I guess kind of pivot in from there because I, I could talk about that stuff all day i actually really enjoy kind of getting down to that such so because like i said it's it's the idea of duty which is very very important um you're a fitness guy so i guess let's kind of start with what got you to being a fitness guy and we kind of go from there oh man so
1: um i come from a family that's like i'll, I'll call everybody halfway athletic mm-hmm. Um, but it's a very, very obese culture of uh, my family culture is very sure. obese. And, you know, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from a town about this big in the middle of Illinois. And, um, I got, I got into sports. Like I tried my halfway. I didn't try for uh, <laughs> most things until I got into wrestling. And I really, really liked wrestling because the winner losing, was all on you on top of if you want to help the team. So it was like the best individual team sport environment on top of you had to get good enough to beat people mm-hmm. with certain moves and skills and how tough you were. And anyway, I loved wrestling. Um, after high school, I joined the Marine Corps. I was in the infantry. as a rifleman. Um, I saw you had my, my, my internet buddy, Shane Hazel on.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: he's been on twice jesus christ yeah the first time was when i started the podcast i want to say that was probably november of 2021 that i had him on and then i had him on a second time well over a year later with angela McCardle and uh reed coverdale talking about um uh political strategy stuff so yeah yeah shane's awesome
1: he's he's definitely an interesting cat i enjoy talking to him but um so after i got out of the marine corps i had What I would coin as entitled veteran syndrome,
2: Mm.
1: Um, and and I'm somebody somewhere, and you have definitely run into these guys where the thank you for your service means no, you better be blowing me too. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and and either either uh, literally or metaphorically, Mm -hmm. and it's uh, on top of that, I got real. I was I was. I started drinking real early, uh, and then I was—I got into drugs and stuff when I moved out to Tempe. And so I was a, a drunk drug addict that believed that the world owed me something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there was a whole bunch of crap that happened. And moving back to Illinois for a little bit, I moved to Texas. I was working oil. I fell into a real big uh, depressive state. Tried killing myself. Ended up getting arrested. In Victoria County, shout out to the Victoria County Sheriff's Department. You guys are troopers. I really do appreciate you for not killing me. And uh, I earned it. <laughs> and um, when I got out of jail, the holding sale, I went back home and I was just looking at myself in the mirror and I was just round. I'm, you know, I'm five, nine on my best days. And I was well over 300 pounds. And so like, you roll me down a hill standing up fat. Mm-hmm. And I was what the hell happened to you? You, you know, you went from this athlete, you had, um, you're in the infantry, you had a purpose, you like, you know, unfuck yourself is the best way I could put things. So, I mean, I, I went back and got into the gym and, uh, which let eventually as life moved on, eventually led to me getting sober. And, um, I realized that I, I had a problem. I needed to be done with that too. So um, I've been lifting and training pretty sporadically since uh, 2014 and 2015 when I started training other people. Um, I was a bodybuilding coach in Georgetown, Texas, for a while out in the uh, the House of Games gym. If you ever are out out there, go uh-huh. Mecca of the South. Love that gym. And but yeah, man, um, fitness. I, I said bodybuilding saved my life and then now fitness is something that I need not only as a stress reliever but because I use it as a teaching tool for my children you know um dad could be a a rotund lazy bum or dad's strong you know like my 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 toddlers say it all the time like daddy you're so strong you do this you know and it's like I would like to keep that up for as long as possible. And uh, yeah, man, that's about it.
3: Yeah. No, it's um, I listened to your uh, appearance on our mutual friend, Drew, the Clean Libertarians uh, podcast, and I thought the story is really, really interesting. Um, I think you and I kind of share a similar story arc in regards of uh, I didn't necessarily have like a drinking problem, but I was drinking a lot more than I should have. And it really was, as much as I hate to say this because people are going to get all over me because I'm kind of like the intersexual dynamics guy, Um, meeting my wife and then kind of like the consequences of meeting her and her food allergies are really what kind of tricked me into nutrition. And then through nutrition, after I kind of figured, oh, well, you know, you're a fat piece of shit. And, you know, what you put in your mouth actually matters. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, After that was when I started taking training more seriously. And then it's like, oh, this is like. Majorly part of who I am. Like before, I I liked working out and everything like that, and I would go consistently and would never miss weeks. But then, like, when you learn about just like what you can do and how to take it seriously and not like completely fuck yourself up and actually put some effort forth, then it's like, oh, I got the bug, man. Like, this is it. I have Mm -hmm. to keep going. And then, you know, now you know exactly what I'm talking about the PRs. Yes, yes, I do. You get the itch for it, you just can't stop.
1: Well, so when I, when I really dove deep into it and I went through, um, the first fit ops class and things, and it was, and I said, screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to do my first bodybuilding show. And man, I was, I got down to like, this was, was, I was 141 and some change pounds at check-in. And then I was scared to, uh, like, blow up and uh, spill over my trunks. So I didn't really, like, carb up too hard or eat too much even still after that. So I was on stage at, like, 143. <laughs> a twig. Was just a string bean. Okay. And – but, like, that was – that whole process was so cool. Because I, I, I wanted to – That I wanted to do that one by myself
2: Uh
1: because, like, let's see how much this sucks, kind of thing. And man, like, I tell people all the time when they come in and they and it gets to the point where they they want to compete. I like telling people no about when it comes to bodybuilding, Uh too. I I tell people no all the time, but when (laughs) it comes to when it comes to like, okay, let's get you ready for a show, I said, get ready to learn stuff about yourself that you had no idea about. Uh is um, bodybuilding is a very, very first world sport. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Because because, uh, you are choosing to restrict your calories Mm
0: -hmm. on top
1: of uh, paying someone to write your plans and and diets for you. And you're paying for a nice, clean establishment for you to go lift your weights and do your cardio in and your fees and your trunks and your suits if you're a woman. And it's like... You're paying to put yourself to make yourself miserable
3: well, and you're also um you're you're choosing not to engorge yourself in hyper palatable foods because uh, right. you know, I'm sure you know probably better than I do because the leanest I've ever been, I'm about uh probably close to six foot. <laughs> um Lena I ever got was 179 pounds and at that point I had visual abs and you know mm-hmm. definitely tons of definition and I was like holy crap I feel like shit because the heavy cyber <laughs> was was about 250 pounds I was pretty stocky but like at that point I'm like holy shit I can't imagine losing like another 10 pounds I would be diced but like I would be tired I wouldn't it, oh,
1: <laughs> I'd be miserable it was, was it Dorian Yates who's I have this picture up on my wall over here mm-hmm. just so I can look at it but Dorian Yates was the uh, Mr. Olympia who uh, dethroned uh, Lee Haney, who was the most
2: uh-huh. most Olympia
1: titles ever. Yep. But he was it was his second or, or third Olympia win. He got so he got so lean that all the fat the fat pad at the bottom of his feet was gone. So sta- so standing and walking was painful. And I was like. I mean, dedication to the game, I guess, but like, God, <laughs> it's, you, you learn your tolerance for pain and your self-control in ways that you didn't think that you had it. And if you can take if you can take those lessons, whether win or lose or whatever you do after your show, if you can excuse me, you can take that discipline and apply it just about anywhere else. It's um, it's kind of like what they they tell you after boot camp. It's like congratulations, now you can take this, and then you go to go to the fleet, and you'll be the best soldier, sailor, marine, airman in the world. What do they, what they call Space Force people? Freaking uh-huh. G Dongers or something? I don't
3: know. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, the one box. thing, one of the things that I did, and I've talked about it ad nauseum on the podcast, is uh, I did the carnivore diet for about two years. And I got to say, that was probably one of the dumbest things I ever did. And <laughs> you really realize how much your biology will fight you when you're trying to lose weight. And it's not even things that like people realize like it's, it's so funny because i'm sure you've dealt with this too people who say well i'm great on keto when i could stick to it and, and then the next question should always be every single time why can't you stick to it <laughs> because right. you're, you're you're to get all those calories from fat like for me my maintenance is probably right now around like 2650, 2700 um mm-hmm. i'm about like 190 ish um to get all those calories that i'm getting from like instead of carbs just fats it's like holy fuck you're gonna be chugging butter and <laughs> it's mct oil it's like you'll you'll be on the toilet if you have too much fat in one meal yes, which yes you I, will. I think everybody who's done a carnivore diet knows exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> um but it's kind of to the point earlier is that like you your body will fight you and you you will end up binging because it's like you're brain is going to say hey we're like dying like we're starving I, here put yeah, something I in your fucking this. face we,
1: we need this yeah, we, yeah no we we need that whole cake stop mm-hmm. it you
3: know <laughs> yeah if you're at the cheesecake factory both slices do uh what flavor <laughs> do you want yes
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah just bring it just bring them out until i say stop you know yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah there's when it comes to uh either gaining weight losing weight or maintaining it's, there's so many like diets and fads, and the best diet is the one that works for you mm-hmm. and the one that you can stick to, man. And there's, I got a lady whose body responds so well to keto, but there ain't no way in shit she's sticking to keto because she's just the way her of her job and her lifestyle and what she needs. So it's like, okay, so how are we gonna fix that? We're just gonna roll with that and then maybe for the last month of prep, we can get you turning it and burning in ketosis, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: no, just, and, and just people, people that work really well on, you know, just everything balanced, you know, proteins, carbs, fats, get your, you know, your micros in there too. And Then standard high protein, low carb mm-hmm. rock and roll. It's just, it's not only is it dependent on you and what your body does. It's also dependent on you and what, your life will let you do.
3: All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about the show's sponsor. We are now brought to you by Fox & Sons Coffees. You can see right here, I got the Den Blend Dark, really enjoy that. Um, I've been drinking a lot of their Brazil Honey Prep right here. You can hear there's not a lot of beans left in it because I've been drinking it quite a bit um just to tell you a little bit about fox and sons why i support them and why you should too is that uh, Stephen had started the company up in michigan to help teach his son about entrepreneurship um i'm all about that and i do firmly believe that in order to spread liberty in our lifetimes we have to support those who support similar values as us and Stephen does support all the same libertarian values that i bring and talk about on the show a lot so go to foxandsons.com use code kyle at checkout to get 15 percent off of orders 25 dollars or more and there's always free shipping whenever you place an order that is more than $37.99. Find their coffee absolutely fantastic, and I'm sure you will too. So uh, one more time, go to foxandsons.com, use code KYLE at checkout to get yourself a little discount, let them know I sent you, and support the coffee that supports you. All right, guys, thanks. Back to the show.
1: Mm -hmm. And and I think a lot of, of, uh, especially Instagram professionals out there uh, who – Don't know what the hell they're talking about. Don't ever take that into consideration.
3: Yeah. Um, So one thing that I'm sure you've probably dealt with as well, and I've been hammering this a lot lately, and someone had uh, threw some stones my way because I do post some selfies where, I'm not going to lie, I look pretty damn good. But um, (laughs) uh, sometimes I'd like to draw people's attention. Yes, I do clickbait. But I always, I'm not a grifter because I give back, right? I try to give people information. I'm sure you've probably seen some of the threads I've done. It's so funny because like if I go dunking on Tim, Tim Pool, or you know thrashing somebody, oh my God, people love it. You know, all the likes in the world, it gets shared. You know, fourteen thousand views, whatever. But then as soon as I put out like a really informational thread on like eating disorders or protein quality, Uh that like seven or eight likes i'm like oh well, you know everybody wants information but the people just want like this drive-through bullshit like oh, yeah, a- here let, let me drive through and you can throw the information into my mouth i'm not reading all that shit oh okay yeah. Right. Um, so I'm sorry. That was like a long tangent, but uh, you're eating. fine. Yeah. Eating disorders. Um. Mm-hmm. That's been something that I've really hammered home because I didn't realize it, but I was definitely developing habits of disordered eating when I was mm-hmm. um, on carnivore because, you know, I'd, I'd be good all week and then it was, you know, obsessive. I just have to have meat. I can't have anything else. And then the weekend would come and then I would have a binge episode. And I think this is a lot more common, like not just... Like, eh, it's probably a little bit more common than people think. Like, I think a lot of people, especially with like this elevation of keto and everything's keto and carbs are the devil. Um, I think this is giving people orthorexia in a really, really nasty way. And nobody talks about that. Right. Mm.
1: No, it's, that's, um, I'm a big fan of uh, if people can do it. That's why I'm right. a big fan of spacing meals out into like maybe maybe like six six you know smaller meals throughout the day like oh. kind kind of kind of the grazing method mm. but um because if you have something that's set in certain you know meals and you have your alarm set at certain times you're you're gonna be satiated just a little bit longer to the point where you're not gonna be like i'm gonna eat that loaf of bread and who's gonna stop me you know so yeah. <laughs> that's where um I I do work with somebody who has uh, a real bad binge eating problem, but um, she has worked so hard with, you know, therapy and self-discovery and things to where, um, you know, she realizes what her triggers are and things like that to the point now where like she can be trusted with just a macro plan, Mm -hmm. which is cool, which is so cool. Mm And like, I, I, I love her. I've been working with her for years, but it's just now it's like, okay, well, here you go. You're at the point. You're not. You're not crawling anymore. You're not walking anymore. You're off running. So let's Mm -hmm. let's get it done. And I know you are. You're not gonna. You know, snort a pizza, (laughs) and then, and if and if she does, she tattles on herself like right away. She's Mm -hmm. like, hey, yo, had a bad day at work and just tripped me up. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, Mm -hmm. let's not do that tomorrow. Let's get back to work. You know, right? But there's a. I get what you're saying. There's a lot of that comes from the culture as a whole in the United States. And there's a big, I need my satisfaction right now. Right. And, you know, like you'll see that with everything, you know, it's just your social media, your porn, your food, your, you know, you can just have, you can have your bullshit food dropped off at your house by a nameless dude, just trying to make mm-hmm. a couple bucks. Yep. And it's just. If I can have it all, I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. And it, it it takes. I think as animals deep in our core, we still have that like somewhere in the back of our our minds, like that's the survival method. Like, well, I can just the food can just come. I don't have to hunt. Uh, we better mm-hmm. stock up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the winter's coming. You know. Mm-hmm. No, you're definitely right. I, I see exactly what you're talking about.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of why I go to bat against uh, people on the seed oil stuff too, because that's not like the current craze. And um, it's funny because people act like I didn't go through all of this. Every The artificial sweetener stuff, the seed oils, carbs, you name it. i I fell into the fucking fad. But then over time, I talk to people who, you know, do the meta-analysis, the people who, you know, do shows all about the meta-analysis, the coaches, um, talk to them, had them on the podcast and realize, oh, you know, a lot of this shit's really not that bad. And you know what, the human body is a pretty fucking amazing thing that could take mm-hmm. – Damn near anything you throw at it and come out on the other side churning pretty damn well. Now we could start getting into like, you know, well, what's optimal? Okay, well, what's optimal for you may not be optimal for me versus what may not be optimal for your client and so on and so forth. But, um, you know, I think, and I'm sure you could speak more to this than I could, that people kind of have this revelation. As soon as they find something that works for them, they think everybody else has to be the same. So therefore, everybody should do the same diet that I do.
1: My first year as a prep coach was horrible Uh because this worked for me and I did this to myself. I'm going to do it to you too. (laughs) And, Uh and I, that's, you know, what did I know? What did I know about feeding a woman to make sure her cycle stayed the same or, you know, like, no man. And like, Luckily, I never like dove deep to the point where I, you know, shut everyone's cycle off or anything. But like, the, I, it was at the point where like I had to, as I was growing and learning, and and I was doing my research, and I'd be like, oh, can't do that to, can't do that to Carly today, you know, but you know, have mm-hmm. some peanut butter, pot, you know, like. But this this whole oh, there there went my brain. <laughs> that's okay uh just basically like
3: we were kind of talking about dogma surrounding food yeah. and shit like that yeah
1: well no that you you have to treat everyone as the individual they are right you have to like um i could probably do a whole like just because of my genetic makeup i could probably do a whole prep on pork mm-hmm. and i wouldn't suggest that yeah that sounds pretty
3: terrible to be completely Yeah,
1: yeah i mean, yeah. I mean it, oh yeah it'd be horrible but like i'm saying like my body could metabolize it and use it i could probably get to where i wanted to go sure. not not like on bacon but like on this you know pork loin and yeah it, anyway <laughs> there's i can if if i were to say coach you and you're like here's my stats here's my breakdown here's here's where I, who's who i've worked with in the past and here's what i understand here's what i've come to understand I'm gonna say, cool. I'm gonna throw this at you first. Because it's a like stri- I, I tell everybody when we first get going, I said, This is a this is a cookie cutter straight out of a book. And they go, What? And I say, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know you. Anybody that tells you here's your custom plan day one is the most full of shit human being on um, ever.
2: Mm-hmm. So here's
1: the here's this cookie cutter. And here's what I'm gonna learn from this. And it's going to take me about a month. What works, what doesn't, what you need based on what we're trying to do.
2: Uh
1: What needs to go up, what needs to go down. And then once I figure out the little tweaks and things, then we can start doing more tweaks and things within your realm, within your like ratio, Uh how you work. I I have such such a problem with uh, fitness influencers. That are 100% custom right away. Uh Like, okay, so you're just doing a macro plan based off like their height and weight and their BMI and go for it, Chief. You know, (laughs) like, I, and they they make thousands of dollars a month and I just, they just rope a dope in so many just people trying to be like them or, People looking for some hope and it drives me nuts. I I, I think people who take advantage of folks like that are the worst.
3: Anyway. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is I've actually never considered that literally till you just said that that it's like, how the fuck could you make someone a custom macro plan? Like, you could maybe get an idea if you ask them what kind of foods you like. But even then, like, that doesn't mean they're going to stick to it. You have no fucking clue. You have no idea what the individual is going to be like until you start working with them. So, yeah, how the fuck do you know? You know, How can you give someone a custom macro plan on day one? Like I said, you don't know this person. If I told you to start coaching me, I could tell you, hey, you know, I like French toast. I make French toast in the morning, uh, red meat, and I like protein bars. I, I have a pretty durable stomach. Like, that gives you an idea, but I mean, you're still not going to know what exactly to do. And then what yeah. What if, you know, the plan you give me sucks and it was a custom plan. Now, yeah. now we both think, you know, you think I'm an asshole because the plan that you gave me didn't work. And then I think you're an asshole because
1: you gave me a bullshit plan. Like what? Yeah, well, well, so, but I, I gave you a bullshit plan, but let's say my, my influencer status is so high mm-hmm. that you're like, it must be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and then that's there's there's that cycle until those fuckers get caught. Like um, uh, I don't I don't know if you remember the it was some real trash supplement company. It was uh, Shreds, that's mm. what it was called, and it was their main people was Paige Hathaway, um, Joey Swole, and Devin Physique. Yeah, the first two names I know, but the third one I don't. Okay. Well, Devin physique is pretty much why he shreds you don't really hear about shreds ever. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't like pop up on anything. Because um not only was he one of the first people to get caught really, you know, editing their photos to look better than what they look like. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh shocking. But
1: but it was like his girlfriend broke up with him and was like, Oh, by the way, he doesn't do any of your work I did. He not <laughs> he never did any of the plans. It was me, and they're all pretty much the same thing. You know, and it was, and there's, there's been multiple stories about that. Who is that, that blonde lady that got just dunked on ruthlessly, uh, out of, out of Dallas, uh, Don something. Not ringing any bells. Oh man. Uh, Papa Swolio, uh, the Swolenormous guy on YouTube had like Mm -hmm. a year's worth of content just ruining her life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, that's. The thing is, is a lot of these people get away with that for a long time until they move on to their next grift or mm-hmm. they, you know, or they get out of fitness and get their, you know, the regular nine to five mm-hmm. and they, they, you know, this screw folks for years until they're like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm done. Right. And it drives me nuts. And It's at the point now where it's like, I don't advertise. I, I really don't like every now and again, I'll be like, Hey, I'm taking on clients. Then I won't say anything for a year, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, um, and it's, it's, one, I don't want to be roped in with those people. Yeah, and two, um, I found that with my lack of advertisement, I get more quality clientele. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds so bass ackwards for business, but it's like, you know, I'll post, uh, I'll post stuff every now and again on on Instagram or something of like a transformation or. Mm-hmm. Here, my my athletes competing, and they're like, "I didn't even know you had people in that show." I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know." <laughs> uh-huh. And but it's the people I work with. I know for a fact will do the work,
2: uh-huh.
1: and they know that I will sit down and take the time to make sure I'm giving them what they need. Right, and yeah. so that way I don't have a thousand sixteen year old kids somewhere being like, "I'm gonna be." Just like Arnold tomorrow, you know, I I have people that have sat down, done their research, looked at stuff, and they're like, You're, I think that we should work together. And I said, Maybe. Mm -hmm. And then I, (laughs) that, then it's too, I say, if we don't work out, that's fine. Because I also know a network of coaches and trainers and, Mm -hmm. you know, yogis throughout the United States. I'll set you up with one of them. Like, I have no problem giving business away either. Like right. if if I I know somebody that's gonna be better for you, hell yeah, there you go, right? <clears throat> because. Yeah according to
3: like most literature we don't have like a weight loss problem we have a weight maintenance problem where everybody can lose weight everybody loses weight but nobody can keep it off and really i think that's kind of like the more important thing and it kind of seems to be what you're getting at is that like the clients that you get if you were to just constantly shill your shit you'd probably get more clients but though like are, are these going to be people that you're making a meaningful difference in their life some of
1: them sure but probably not most of them when i was working in the gyms That was that was always my favorite because when you work at a uh, when you work at an independent gym and you are your own trainer, you don't work for the company. Mm -hmm. Your the gym patrons have the ability if they so choose to work with a coach or trainer, they can they can see Mm -hmm. you and who you work with, and they think that's the squad I want to get in. And so that's that's a. I'm not trying to dookie on, you know, the Gold's Gym fitness managers, but I am kind of. I think that uh <laughs> I think that uh big box trainers are real good at the technical aspects of things and making sales, but I think if you're really looking for a trainer, you need to go to an independent uh gym and see those those people's work.
2: Right.
1: But like you were saying, sorry, that was my ADHD no, you're good, you're good. Um, yes, a maintenance, a maintenance thing. Um, you know, honestly, based on what I've seen and understand, I'm not a, I'm not a huge intermittent fasting person, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: but I, from what I've seen and understand, I think one of the best ways for maintenance is intermittent fasting.
3: Hmm. That's a interesting, um,
1: because I mean, if you, if you get it right and you get your windows right, like you won't gain or lose, you can pretty much stay the same. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, of course with a deficit, you're going to lose and with a surplus, you're going to gain eventually that's just Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's how it works. But if you get a pretty like flat line, here it is, Uh, intermittent fasting is, is, um, timing wise. And for you pretty, I've seen it to be pretty good for just maintenance.
3: Hmm. I've never really heard anyone advertise it that way. Most of the time, people normally advertise it as, uh, oh, you're going to ramp up your growth hormone. And, uh, you know, it's the greatest way to lose weight. It's like, no, this is just because you're not eating as much. You're making less opportunities for you to eat. But though, if that works for you, then absolutely you should absolutely. do it. Well, yeah.
1: the, so, so obviously there's a TRT and genetic factor. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> look at Terry Crews. Yeah. He's been to intermittent fasting for at least a decade. Yeah, and Terry Crews looks like Terry Crews.
3: I, I <laughs> he, and well, I, I think you probably think the same thing. He's probably not natural, but at the same time, what a lot of people fail to realize when you say that someone's not natural, they still have to work their ass off. It's just the of fact course. that they're not natural. Like oh, Ronnie yeah. Coleman would not look like Ronnie Coleman if he didn't work his ass off. Dorian Yates so, wouldn't look like Dorian Yates if he didn't oh, work his no. ass
1: off. Dude, dude. Okay, so you you brought up Ronnie, and Ronnie one of my favorite freaks and in history, so have you dug do dove, dove deep into Ronnie Coleman? No, not really, so this dude was a cop mm-hmm. who started working at this gym for free uh at the at the Metroplex metro yeah no Metroflex and I can't remember the deal it was, but it was that he had to compete for his uh mm. membership, yeah, and he went pro and was doing the european tour mm and it was um Kevin Lavroni and um oh god, Flex. It wasn't Lee Haney
3: he was uh Lee. retired by then, huh? Yeah, yeah Dor-
1: uh-uh, it was it was Flex uh damn it. He ended up losing his leg. Had to, had to retire because of his kidney failure. I thought that was Flex Wheeler. Boom, Flex Wheeler. Thank you. And, and, but like he was, he was, he had gone, he'd gone pro, was doing the European like Grand Prix tours, was, Mm -hmm. you know, top 10 on these Grand Prix tours. And then one night it was like Flex Wheeler was like talking about, was taking his drugs. And Ronnie Coleman was like, What's that? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And so Flex was like, Are you serious? So, (laughs) For the most for for pretty much up until Ronnie Coleman just exploded into being the mass freak he was. Mm-hmm. There's a strong argument that he was natural up until mm-hmm. so he was already a top tier pro. And then Flex Wheeler was like, Have you tried drugs? And he goes, Ah, I don't know what drugs are. Here, take this. And then he started like he started just winning. Oh, no. Like it was unstoppable. That's what yeah. that's
3: I um I really enjoyed his uh episode on Joe Rogan because I remember him saying, Oh yeah, I was leg pressing like twenty three hundred pounds or something like that. I was doing some squats. I remember my back cracked and I was like, Hmm, something ain't right. I like, <laughs> fucking broke his back. And he's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, something's not right there.
1: Was, was it on the Rogan or was it the uh Pat Patrick Bet David when he was like what what is your like one regret? And he's like, I could have done more I could have done more reps I was right? He's pounds. like,
3: Yeah, I wish I wish I, I, I would have did a couple more.
1: <laughs> I had a couple more in me. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's only like two thousand pounds. You know, no big yeah. deal. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I'll get I'll get four oh five on the bar and, and you know hit my one. I'm like, yeah! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> man. All right, mm. see this some other time.
3: <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, uh, I'm sure everybody's seen the uh, lightweight. Uh, compilation. If you look up a uh, Ronnie Coleman lightweight on YouTube, he uh, goes down. I think he was rowing with like 500 pounds, and I go, surely he's gonna like deadlift or something with that. And he starts rowing and yeah, his form shit. But it's like, what? <laughs> what are you
1: doing? Ain't nothing but a peanut my <laughs> <laughs> <Why>, baby. <laughs> if you want to watch a guy with horrible form, mm. is Branch Warren. Mm holy shit like when he was doing his real heavy stuff you're like how what how how did you and he he was never injured in a gym Mm -hmm. he always got hurt and like falling off a horse or getting hit by a car but Mm -hmm. like if you watch him train you're going how did you not just rip your back off your spine i don't understand what (laughs) yeah branch branch warren is also one of the coolest guys i've ever met
3: all right guys um I'm absolutely thrilled with the uh, show's new sponsor um I'm now sponsored and uh, have an affiliate through LMNT electrolytes um I've used these electrolytes for years um back when I used to do a lot of fasting in fact I used to drink sometimes I want to say up to 7 a day 7 little packets so um the packets are full of all the electrolytes that you need to perform and hydrate yourself properly um You need sodium for pretty much every single function in your body, despite what um, a lot of people may tell you. um, Sodium doesn't actually cause a lot of the issues that uh, people kind of would have you believe. So um, just real quick to give you a little bit of facts. Um, You don't need sugar to hydrate. Electrolytes and water don't require glucose to pass through the gut. The average American consumes over 60 pounds of sugar a year. And um, when it comes to athletic performance, um, you can actually lose up to seven grams per day in hot climate. So uh, make sure you click on the affiliate link below to get all your hydration needs. And like I said, I'm super stoked to have these guys um, teamed up with the podcast and uh, just make sure you get your uh,
1: electrolytes through Element. All right, guys, thanks. Mm-hmm. In the sport, he's super nice, super chill. I met him when he was sizing down and he still was like, his arms, my, my arm was like this and his arm was like that. Now, this is after he'd lost like fifty pounds. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, you know, so I
3: never really seen any like bodybuilders in person until funny enough, um, I just joined uh Club NBT, which is like a small local club uh, here by me. And I'm sure you're familiar with Axe and Sledge, right? Yeah. Um, their one model, Justine Albert. Um, I think her name is. Uh, she's the one who owns the gym, and I remember seeing her. I'm pretty sure it was close to like a contest for. Her, but like, I remember she was taking me and my wife to the gym, and like seeing somebody that's like bodybuilder esque in person. It, it. I remember hearing people say like it is much more impressive when you see him in person, and mm-hmm. then I remember that finally like setting in for me. I'm like, holy shit! Like,
1: <laughs> it, it looks incredible. Right, and it's and the the dedication to the. getting your physique like that Mm -hmm. is phenomenal so dennis james um dennis the menace lives out here Mm -hmm. in arizona and i have i'll find you my picture and send it to you but i uh i out angled one of the uh biggest (laughs) biggest bodybuilders uh, that ever exists pretty much but it's because he had just had (laughs) he was recovering from his double hand surgeries Mm -hmm. so (laughs) So I'm shaking his hand, and I look at my picture. And I'm like, "No way! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm fucking huge!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, that my pup was sick. <laughs> oh man, I was I was just here. I was just I w- I was at the uh, the Phoenix Rising, which is the uh, women's bodybuilding world championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was out there, obviously just being an ambassador for the sport and watching the show. And <laughs> I walked up, and I was like, "No way!" Then that. that I brought my, uh, actually it was when I first moved out here, I brought my, it was like a, I took my stepdaughters on a date mm. to go watch a bodybuilding show. Cause it was like, uh, it was the women's world championship. So it was all just women competing. Oh, so, I was oh like, yeah. so I was like, I'll show you what strong women look like, you know? Then, so that was a really cool experience for, for them. And I got to a, out angle a legend and,
2: mm.
1: and I'll put that right up there with my marriage. Best night of my life. <laughs>
3: nice man um so uh, i guess kind of one thing i want to talk about there i'm kind of glad you brought up your marriage um you had a uh history with drugs and stuff like that and mm-hmm. obviously we we don't have to get too too personal but i mean you can obviously take this no, wherever cool. you want um w- what was like the low point for you and I-, I think i remember you and drew saying that you had to do it for you which um Before I throw it back over to you, it's like a red pill, kind of like the manosphere kind of insight is it's enlightened self-interest where you have to understand that you cannot help other people until you help yourself, or at least you're not Mm -hmm. able to best help other people until you help yourself. I I think that's something that like goes under the radar for a lot of people, but it seems like you and Drew understand that probably at a much, much
1: deeper level than most people do. Yeah. Drew's like my soul brother, man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> no, I, my last drink I had was I had a, a dog that had cancer and he like ripped his tumor off and almost bled to death in the garage. And then, um, the, the vet was like, the surgery would kill him. So what are you going to do? Like, you know, and I was just a, a weepy boohooy mess, mm-hmm. and I went back to uh, the garage I was living in at the time. Shout out to Danny and Sammy Farrago you saved my life. Um, but um, Danny comes out and he he had uh, those. I don't. Do you remember not your father's root beer?
2: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: He goes. I don't have any beers. You can have this. And I remember, I, like those things were gross. Anyway, But I remember I took a drink of it. You know, you know, I just buried the dog under the tree in the back. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, what is, what is, what would me drinking this do for how upset I am? Like, what is, what is the purpose of that? And like, I mean, yeah, I didn't finish it. That was the first drink I ever, I've like never not finished on purpose. Mm -hmm. Ever. And I was, I was done from then on. Because it was killing myself quickly or killing myself slowly became no longer appealing mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I had to make the choice of getting healthy for real or you know what am i what am I doing because i i was I was probably one or two bad nights away from just screwing it all up anyway. I was living in my buddy's garage. And, you know what I mean? Like, how, how are you going to pick yourself up? You know, and it was, and that wasn't even like, I wouldn't even consider that my rock bottom, but it was just like, okay, dude, you're a grown man. You've been to Iraq twice. <laughs> like, you've done all kinds of crazy shit in your life already. And now, you're living in a garage with your dog. This might be what's causing your issues, you know? Oh, yeah. And it was and everybody has that I come to God moment in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. About their substances. And it's whether you listen to it or not, is what's going to make or break you. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Um, sobriety and making the active choice not to do the things that you crave every day you have to wake up and choose it every day like I've said this on I probably said this on Drew's show I've said it to multiple people all the time I think about getting just fucking fucked up every day and I find the excuse for it I find how I could get away with it Mm-hmm. And then I don't, right. you know, like, um, this December will be eight years. And it's, you, you have to wake up every day and be like, no. And it's, uh, some days are way easier than others. And, you know, some days you're just staring at the floor and like chewing on your cheek. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Re- reality is not worth it today, but you know re- they- reality is worth it every day because you're learning something. Right.
3: Yeah, I so, mean, I mean, it's kind of like whatever you're uh, in the in the hole in a squat, and you're questioning your existence, but you know the uh, <laughs> the struggle on the other end is definitely, or like overcoming the struggle on the other end is uh, kind of like the panacea that you're looking for, at least in that moment. And, uh, you know, the human machine isn't built to be happy and content at any certain point. Um, It's very, very fleeting whenever you get to that moment. Like, I'm sure you've experienced it because, like, right now I'm chasing a 550-pound deadlift and I'm trying to work my way up to a 400-pound squat. Um, I could do 365 for two reps. So getting there, 530 on the deadlift gonna keep working on it but um you know it, it's just when you get there you're pretty stoked but then you realize i got more in me and i'm gonna keep fucking going and you keep telling right. yourself before you get there ah I'll, I'll be happy when you
1: get there but you never are <laughs> you, you never. always got to put a little bit more ass into it <laughs> come on you got that mm. or, like, or you check the tape and you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> not the depth Oh, oh god, god. Oh, can't, can't put this on the internet and get roasted by strangers forever <laughs> um yeah like i'm um, so I, I i just had a speaking i gotta have a flash mm-hmm. um so i have bone-on-bone contact in both my knees um just just from the marine corps just ground down knees and for the longest time i just didn't touch my legs I didn't train my legs. I didn't touch them. And so when I got back into squatting, I was super proud because I hit a, I was like, I hit a, a, a two, a two eighty five squat, just right at parallel. And I, and then I went in for my second one and I ate shit and I laughed about it. And I put it, and I put it on Instagram. I ended up on some Joe Schmoke's, uh, YouTube channel talking smack. (laughs) And then, uh, I don't remember if you remember Louis Marco, but he was one of the big fitness YouTubers way back in the day was like, he, he put it up on his Instagram channel and I hit him up and I was like, Hey, I'm actually pretty proud of that. (laughs) You know, like Mm. we actually had a pretty good dialogue about it, but the, uh, the guy talking that smack, he's dead to me, but Mm. that's, that's another thing too. Um, I try not to be that guy as well on the internet Mm. because like me, You would, if you look at my legs now and what I do now, you would never know that I'm just in pain all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like I'm not, you know. Like so, you really know you don't really know someone's body mechanics or why it is the way it is. And I'm not a power lifter, hitting hitting meat numbers. Mm -hmm. Kiss kiss my dick, dude. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm I'm so sorry. Where did where did my tangent? Take us from? Oh
3: no, dude, you're good. You're good. We were, just, you know, it, it's it's all on subject. Um, yeah, I mean, like the numbers and stuff aren't that important. Um, because I've been listening to um a lot more like the I don't want to say the evidence based community because that's pretty much all who I listen to now, but like. Um, you have people talking a lot more in depth about stuff like range of motion now, like I would Milo Wolf on, if you know who Milo Wolf is. Uh, he's been doing a lot of research on um, length and partials, which is actually pretty freaking interesting. So basically this research is starting to suggest that um, if you do length and partials, so like let's say you're doing like a tricep extension, you're doing just like the most difficult part of that range of motion rather than going the full way down because what do people do when they do a tricep extension they're just doing this part right here right they are <laughs> not going the whole way down so actually what um the research that he's starting to do is is basically saying that like that very lengthened position if you just do the partials within that range it's actually more stimulative and can build more muscle than um doing full range of motion which was kind of you know that's against conventional wisdom um mm-hmm. I-, I think the way that I threw this to him and he seemingly agreed. He said, it's kind of like the difference between if you have three meals a day versus five meals a day, is it going to be significant? Probably not. But if you're looking to eke out every last little inch, maybe that's the trick, not a guaranteed thing, but maybe. Um, right. so it's, it's been kind of interesting seeing the, uh, it's like we have this information at our fingertips and it's kind of cool to now be able to access it. But you know that this is kind of like fire too, where people are going to use to burn down their house. And some people are going to use it to heat their homes. And some people may use it to put a torch to somebody's face. (laughs)
1: I'll bring it back to Mike Mincer Mm -hmm. and Dorian Yates. Yeah. Watch blood and guts. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Not every single one of those reps was a full range of motion rep. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was probably the biggest mofo and probably the best mass monster to ever do it in the the bodybuilding game. Mm -hmm. Like, um, do you do preacher curl 21s? No,
3: I don't really, I don't really do preacher curls that often to be completely honest.
1: That's fine. But like, have you ever, do you you do 21s? You know what I'm talking about?
3: Mm, If you tell me what it is, maybe (laughs) I'm not sure off the top of my head.
1: So you're here, yeah. Halfway, seven. Okay, seven. Uh, seven. No, I've never done that actually. Give it a go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 the same thing. You're mm. you're you're half repping for fourteen reps, really, and and full range for another seven. It's that the full range of motion is good because you're doing your best to incorporate the whole muscle group and muscles yeah. that you're trying to work.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: there, if you really think about it, there has been, maybe you don't have to do that full rep to meet your whole goal. Mm-hmm. It's been there just sh- 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 whispering in the ear yeah. since, since the dawn of lifting weights. Like <laughs> uh, if you watch, if you find like the the old, like real grainy footage of strong men
2: Mm-hmm.
1: like with like uh, Sandow and like uh, Hackenschmidt and all those guys they're doing just like ridiculous sh- with these incredibly heavy things but it's like mm-hmm. you apply that to you know modern full range of motion movement mm-hmm. they had the best physiques of their time period right Anyway, I'm agreeing with your dude, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's okay.
3: Um, we've been going for pretty close to an hour now, man. Um, I've enjoyed this chat, and I think we're definitely gonna have to do another one. Um, do you um go ahead and plug your stuff, what you got going on, cool, and um, you know, let uh, people know where they can find you and support you.
1: Cool, man. Um uh, my personal pages are at Hake Joward. Um if you're looking for uh coaching or talking about Uh, weightlifting or nutrition hit me up i'll gladly have the conversation with you like i said before if we're not a fit i'll kick you to someone who i think might be a better fit for you um follow the sober swole pay sober swole pod on instagram and twitter that's at sober swole pod we're on uh we're on youtube rumble odyssey spotify and somewhere else that i can't remember off the top of my head (laughs) but uh that's a show where um it's me and my buddy Ryan, who's more uh, left-leaning in, in political views, and, and uh, we talk about how we handle our days. I'm I am a uh, sober person. He is a cannabis user that can control his alcohol, mm-hmm. but we we balance stuff back and forth, and we talk about you know our days and how we. Uh, he has a very physically demanding job, and I talk about you know training and lifting and whatever else crosses our mind. And uh, yeah, well, that's really all. That's it. That's me. Oh well, yeah, man.
3: Well, uh, like I said, we'll have to do it again. Maybe I'll uh, have to have you and your uh, co-host on here because I think it'd be a uh, cool time. But uh, yeah, man, um, if you're anything else, we'll close her out.
1: Oh, man, thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it.
3: Yeah, man of course anytime so uh yeah guys thank you so much for listening make sure you like subscribe and share check out the show's sponsors i don't know why i plug these at the end you know i should probably plug them earlier tigerfitness.com lmnt slash um in liberty and health or no drink lmnt.com slash in liberty and health all one word and uh until next time guys take care